and welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. It is the 2nd of February, 2021, a Tuesday, and geez, the snow only tapered off a few hours ago. We had two foot, two feet of snow. There's always a novelty to snowstorms, right? Like, I guess we remember when we were kids and it's like everything closes down. I've made mention of this before. It's like, there's all these things on the schedule. Oh my God, we got to do this. We got to have this appointment. And we got to make, we got we to gotta go over here. We got a doctor's appointment. We got to get our hair cut. I got to go to the store. Da, da, da. Well, then all of a sudden the storm comes in and everybody just kind of, hunkers down. Everybody just like, oh my gosh, grab all your basic gear, your essentials. We need to go into emergency mode. We're going to have a big storm coming in. And of course there's jokes whether or not wherever you might live. See, sometimes snow might fall below the Mason-Dixon line. Oh my God. When I was in the Marine Corps, there was like a, an inch on the ground. People were just losing it. There were cars all over the place. Nobody knew how to drive. Um, and just, they, how could they? They had never had the experience. But up here in the Northeast, we'll get three to five inches every now and then. And when that comes in, people are like, oh my gosh, might be a two hour delay if we're not off. We'll see. This is two feet. Two feet of snow. So it most certainly was not uh, a false alarm, and it did suck, and it did shut things down, and, you know, just, it's pain in the ass, is what it is. So, but you embrace it in the beginning, right? You know, you're like, all right, let's get out and fill my tank up, make sure I got enough gas for the snowblower, and all that shit behind us now, now it's the night before people get back to work and back to school and back to normal, and it's going to be midweek, Wednesday, and whatever, man. Just one more thing. No big deal. As long as nobody's hurt, everybody's safe and sound, right? We've, shit, we've been on lockdown already. So. So I am heading down right now. Just, I just have made dinner. I'm heading down to the office just to see if I can hedge my bets, get some people scheduled for tomorrow, fill in any holes in terms of cancellations with folks who are really needing my attention and just trying to, trying to resurrect the office from the ashes, <clears throat> dig out from this snowstorm, you know what I mean? Won't be too hard to do because people are going to be all screwed up from shoveling and slips and falls and all kinds of shit. So we'll be all right. Dinner, I made... Uh, my wife asked me to make dinner, so tonight I made General Tso's chicken. Now, I don't know if you've ever had that. 
from a Chinese food joint. They're, it's delicious, right? It's like a kind of spicy, sour sauce. Really, really good. The only problem is from the uh, typical Chinese restaurant is the breading is just crazy overwhelming. It's too much. They fry it. They like batter and fry it. And so sometimes you'll be, you'll eat. And they take a bite out of what you think is chicken, and it'll be like breading. And so it's not good, and it's not good for you. So I make a healthy alternative to that. Where here's my recipe. You ready? I got two packets of um, chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast. Take those babies, maybe a little bit, I let them thaw, and they're still a little bit semi-frozen. I cut them. It's easier to cut chicken that way, otherwise it's slippery and slimy. So I cut it into chunks. Cut it straight down the middle, lengthwise. And then I will cut perpendicular to that until you get like six or eight pieces per chicken breast times four. So you got a nice amount. Then crack an egg, put it in a big bowl, put all the chicken in the bowl, squish that around, and then I have my daughter come over. You need an assistant now. She comes over, she's got onion powder, garlic powder, salt and pepper, ginger, powdered ginger, be better to have fresh, and <clears throat> flour. So she sprinkles all that stuff in, and between each of those um, ingredients, I mix it, I mix it in after each of those ingredients of spices and then I do it one big one after uh, I combine all that in there so all that is mixed very thoroughly a nice spicy mix you get the, the flour you know, not too much because you want to we want to cut down on the breading yes so what we'll do is she'll sprinkle a little flour in and I'll work it in <coughs> Then we'll do that a few more times until it no longer sticks to my fingers. Get the uh, nice pan, a high side pan, kind of like a semi-cylinder. I use olive oil, but I think better uh, other oils like a canola oil will have a higher smoke point so you, they can tolerate the, uh, <coughs> the frying, but I like olive oil. It's plentiful and it's relatively cheap. So I get that going almost to the smoke point. I take a little bit of uh, the batter or some flour off of my fingers. I flick it into there, make sure it's hot enough. <coughs> I take those little uh, chunks of chicken that are covered in all that beautiful spice and I fry them. Fry them maybe three, three to five minutes on each side. Flip them over with a little fork. And when they fall off the fork and they're golden brown, I put them in a, a to drain on a plate 
with like um, a little blanket of paper towels so that drain the excess oil, you know. And then once they're, they're drained, I put them in a bowl and I pour General Tso's chicken or General Tso's sauce on them. So you can get this from Trader Joe's. It's delicious. So it's a small bottle of that stuff. You, you pour about a third of the bottle in and you, you take the uh, chicken and you <clears throat> shake it around in there. Then what I did, I took everything bagel seasoning. So that's got salt and sesame seeds and you know, a bunch of different ingredients in that. And that'll add a nice little spice to the outside. You sprinkle some of that on. So this chicken is ready to go. Meanwhile, I have steaming off. That's a terminology if you're a chef. <clears throat> I'm going I'm to cook it off. I'm going to steam it off. So I'm steaming some uh, broccolini, which is very delicious. A little bit more tender than broccoli. Got long stems. I eat the stems as well as the florets. And I steam all that shit. I got some fresh garlic, some olive oil in there, and I put a cover it up so I don't lose the moisture. But I just steam that. I, I might have oversteamed it a little bit today, but that's good and good for you. <clears throat> then we take this uh, also from Trader Joe's. They have bags of rice, and all you got to do is poke some holes in it and then uh, put it in, in a microwave for like three minutes. All said and done is about four minutes. I took two packets of that, put them on the friggin' table, opened them up, <clears throat> started spooning all this out. So it was a relatively quick, a little bit of prep time required for the chicken and all that. As long as you have an assistant, you're you're doing well. But only 30 minutes I had dinner on the table. Played a little uh how were we playing? Fleetwood Mac and a little Almond Brothers. Trying to jam out some good cooking music, you know. So we got that squared away, put that shit on the table, and had a nice meal. <clears throat> so that was great. And like I said, we're moving into our Monday. It was only pushed two days back. Everybody's going to start again tomorrow. So, hey, we're all safe and sound. Nobody lost power that I know of. And I don't need four-wheel drive anymore. I don't know if I shared with you. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yesterday, there was a guy in a little friggin' red car, a little red sports car. I saved his ass. <clears throat> I wonder where he is tonight. I hope he's okay. So, enough about this snowstorm. Had a nice meal in me. Heading down to see what I can do to populate my schedule for tomorrow. Get people that uh, on that schedule that need me. And those that were already scheduled on Monday, rescheduled. <sighs> And just try to pick up the pieces, right? So, what else we got? Oh, this I want to touch base on this. So, for for Christmas, I got a subscription to MasterClass. You had you couldn't miss it. It was all over the internet, maybe on TV as well. What it is is basically, uh, you know, like really popular, like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a scientist. He's also a media personality, so he's on there. Um, David Sedaris, he's an author, he's a comedian. He's on there. Uh, various culinary 
arts, actors, uh, writers, scientists. It's, there's a growing presence from all these experts on this master class program. And so it's the sort of thing where I always got other shit going on, other things that I'm reading or turning my attention to, etc. And I didn't know if I wanted to. You know, I was just dragging my feet a little bit. So I saw that there was something from David Sedaris on there. And that guy, I've read one of his books. I think that he he might have written some really popular cartoon, like he did the writing for it. And he's, or it might have been a voice on like The Simpsons or something. I don't know. But he's he's very prolific. He's an artist, um, a writer, and he's talking about storytelling. And of course, I like storytelling. I like to hear stories, read them. I like the oral tradition. I like, for again, um, to tell stories as well. And I've made mention of how I like to be amused. I like to wonder about, you know, like, what's going to happen today? And he was plugging this approach. Just the way that he communicates is tremendous, David Sedaris. He's a little, kind of a slight guy, I think. He's got kind of a soft voice. And he's a gay guy. So he might come off as a little bit light in the loafers. Hey, whatever. I think he'd admit that. More credit to him. He's fucking hilarious. Um, really, really funny. So he was saying that when it comes to that, that's how he he operates. He hates small talk. He was saying so. When people, you just meet somebody or whatever, you get into an Uber or whatever your situation is as you go out and start your day. Like to me, uh, you got patience on the table, <clears throat> so on and so forth coming in the office, and you make small talk, hey, how's, how's things going, you know, so you have to be able to communicate with people, and you should, it should come from a place of authenticity, right, it should be, I genuinely know and care about my patients, so I ask them about, there's trends, you know, I ask them about their family, and their, their job, and, you know, little things that we've spoken about. I remember those stories and I'll, hey, oh, did you get up to your mountain house recently? Or I wonder how much snow's up there. You know, shit like that. So <clears throat> I'm pretty adept at communicating. I think, you know, I have to be. It's part of the bedside manner that one has to have as a, as a doctor, in particular a chiropractor. So uh, he was saying, though, hey, you just need to you need to go into the world like you don't make small talk with people that shit that nobody cares about so he started asking direct questions um, things that really prompt people to respond some of the shit that he was he was saying were like zany I mean it was stuff that nobody would um, typically ask obviously there's something up with the guy um, he's, an, he's an eccentric type person and so, you know, he'll ask people these questions in order to force their hand and force them to respond to, you know, try to reveal something. But I think that that's a good way to operate anyway. I mean, not to go, not to overstep your bounds, but just to be real. 
And if you have something going on, like, uh, that's on your mind, to bring it up to people. Say, hey, you know, yeah. So that's Storm. Tell me, you, you have a snowblower? What brand do you have? Like, something relevant or something irrelevant. Hey, you know, I'm tired of this snow. Uh, what's your favorite vacation destination? Where would you go if you could right now? When's the last time you like to travel? Where's the coolest place you go to? Here, go to the Grand Canyon. You know, you tell somebody a joke, maybe they'll tell you a joke. Maybe they'll pass it on. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll think you're nuts. I definitely do a lot of this. Um, just ad-libbing and, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's, uh, there were com- comedic shows about it. Where basically it's a, um, it's a performance. And it's a spontaneous performance. Not ad lib. Spontaneous performance is a good example. But, um, I forget. Improv. Improvisation. So you just, you improvise. You adapt, you overcome. You have genuine conversations with people. And he's telling some funny ass stories of things that he, uh, experiences that he had that there might have been things that most people, you know, things, experiences that a lot of people have, but rather than just kind of push them under the rug or not really give a shit, he really started to wonder about them and he, he honored those. He looked for those encounters and for the beauty in these situations. Hold on here. I'm going to pull onto my road and I'm telling you, I really hope my lot is done. I love this guy who happens to be uh, plowing the lot. Let me see what we got. <clears throat> okay, here I am. I'm in my inside my office here. I pull up, and the lot was uh, sufficiently um, plowed. Looks pretty good, nice and clean. It'll be safe for my customers tomorrow. I have a bag of salt out there that I can sprinkle around. And so now, I have nine new messages. 37 missed calls. Holy shit. So we'll see what materializes. But going back to the the storytelling thing and David Sedaris. This guy is funny as hell. He's definitely eccentric. But that is what allows him to play with the world. You know, there's a lot of things that happen to us, these mundane occurrences where it's just, eh, you know, yeah, somebody cut me off in traffic today, or somebody said, why would somebody say something like this? Uh, somebody asked me this question at the, um, at the bank, uh, drive-in window, or, uh, there was a guy walking down the street mumbling, uh, reading a book, the text was right in front of his face. Like I was waiting for him to fall down. Like you have to kind of welcome these sorts of things because these are the sorts of things that you, a lot of people just don't have the time for it. And so they'll suppress, um, these, uh, memories and just discard them. And then they forget about these things. They could have actually been cool encounters or something to, um, to be amused over the day about. And so, 
it's pretty interesting stuff. I'll weigh in on this a little bit more tomorrow. I'm listening to more. He's got like a five-part master class on, uh, on this program, master class. And, you know, he's telling all about, he's talking about storytelling. He's reading some of his books and essays and says that he'll write down in a, uh, he'll keep a little pad with him and otherwise record things that, that happen or thoughts that pop into his head, encounters that he has. And then he might draw from those experiences or write an essay about them that people will find amusing or funny or whatever. He's got a very different way about him. And I think that's what folks like, you know? And so why not? Rather than, I don't know, being at the mercy of the world or um, um, barely amused, just kind of passively going going with the flow, why not grab some of these little snippets and be like, holy moly, you believe that happened today? Like, I love to always have something to tell people about, man, oh, this today, this happened. Yesterday, I was driving home in a snowstorm, and, you know, it was exciting. There was this guy trying to get into the back roads in his little sports car, and he was, wheels were spinning, and I had to push him out. Then the cops came, and then somebody came and shamed him for driving around in a sports car in a snowstorm. Like, I like that sort of shit. So I'm doing it already, and I guess I like to hear that uh, somebody else has this approach. David Sedaris. And so I'm going to learn some more stuff from him. And let me see if I have, as I, I recorded some things that he was saying. Let me see if I can reference these. Maybe sit down. No, that's all. But I'll finish up the rest of his shit, his uh, master class tonight, and we'll talk about it. But So try to do that tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, people are going to be back to freaking work and school. People are going to be back to the grind, driving around. All the folks are going to be talking about the impact of the storm. And, oh, my gosh, and there was this much. I couldn't believe it. It just kept coming. And uh, I got I was out there in that. I had to go to work. And uh, some people can stay home, but I got to stay home. <laughs> And it'll just go on and on. People are going to be so, it's going to be, they're going to be captivated by this current event. And understandably so. But let's see what kind of stories we can gather. So this time tomorrow night, I'm going to be fucking exhausted. Because everybody's going to, in the morning, is going to uh, cancel or miss their appointments or whatever. And then I am going to uh, get pounded in the afternoon. So that's fine. I'd be happy to get back to work because I can't sit around on my fucking ass anymore. You know, I like to be out doing shit. My wood pile has got a big pile of snow on it. And I'm not, I don't enjoy that. Right, just in time for me to get a bunch of commissions, you know. So, anyway, love and respect. Want everybody to have a good night. Hope you made it through the storm intact. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>